You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. Uh, me, Sid, Rob was working together, and like he stemmed out, and I wanted to be patient, making sure I didn't get like no angle out or no like you know out comeback anything. And I looked back and just played aggressive with the ball with him. And it felt just like the playoffs again, like the atmosphere. Like just the crowd, adrenaline, and like just making that play and just hearing the crowd go off. Like it was, it was, it felt great. I'm happy the season back. Sitting in the morning sun, I'll be sitting when the evening comes. Watching the ships roll in, and then I watch them roll away again. What do you think, fellas? Top three, four songs ever recorded? Oh, easily. Can't beat it. I thought you were going to say top three or four posts ever hit with a sound bite. Well, Kenny liked hitting those posts. All right, that was uh, Darby, the defensive back. Ronald Darby, yep. Uh, Ronald Darby, the defensive back from uh, Philadelphia who forced Julio Jones out of bounds, and he's lucky he lifted him as high as he did because uh, uh, Julio would have figured out a way to get the uh, get his feet down. That was a terrible oh, God. opening football game. It was awful. Uh, Philadelphia 18, Atlanta 12, but uh, two things. That's, you know what gets the NFL off the hook? Close finish. Hell of a finish. Yeah. Yep. You know, you don't know who's going to win with a minute to go. You know who is That's not going to make it to the end of the year is Steve Sarkeesian. God, he's an idiot. He, uh, he did a lot of this crap last year, too. You're, you're inside the five-yard line in the opening drive, and you take Julio Jones off the field. What are you doing? Well, you are a moron. He is our last ever uh, sports person of the day, not Sarkeesian. Julio Jones. I have never been... Higher on Julio Jones than I am after watching last night's game. Yeah. 10 for 169 yeah. last night. He can't be covered. And he got screwed out of a catch, too. Yeah. The one that oh, yeah, you're right. caught in they, on his they, shoulder. Yeah, yeah. And they reviewed it and still mm-hmm. called it not a catch. Just what is the point of replay? I don't know, but he is a monster. Oh, he's, 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 he's big incredible. And strong and fantastic. And uh, they are, uh, he was fighting with them about money, and they finally decided to pay him, right? Mm-hmm. This uh, off- he showed up to camp. Right? He didn't have yeah. to be. Hold up. Man, he's good. Yeah. He, was, uh, he was fantastic last night. There was no uh, two ways about it. But the rest of the game, bad. Uh, Awful. Matt Ryan uh, did not look good, and uh, certainly uh, Foles was terrible Foles, too. Foles didn't look good. I I I, I tweeted. I, I think saw this. I think like six minutes into the game, how oh, he's terrible and he can't win with a guy like Foles. And uh, <laughs> somebody immediately said, "Well, he misses D. Filippo." Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, yeah, because some Viking butt kisser, uh, you know, said, "Yeah, but, he's." Uh, but Pat, I told this to Judd yesterday that. People forget, okay, Nick Foles was great in the playoffs. He was pretty good in the Atlanta game. He destroyed the Vikings. He was great in the Super Bowl. 
People forget how awful he was down the stretch late in the season yes. after Carson Wentz got hurt. He yes. was terrible. And people were wondering if the Eagles were going to even make it. He's the reason I went on ESPN National Radio and guaranteed a Viking victory. We have you to blame. It's a, who was that? Who was it? What show was I on? Some morning show. Uh, it wasn't Golick. It might have been Golick when they didn't. They would have had their regular guys, though. I, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was a podcast, ESPN podcast or something. It wasn't like a ESPN station in Philadelphia or anything, was it? Uh, no, no. It was, uh, it was, I think, some kind of a national deal, but I'm not sure. And they, okay. I was laughing at the idea that Philadelphia had a chance to beat our Vikings. How'd that work? 38, what was it? 38-7? 38-7. You know what? That's almost as embarrassing as 41, don't it? Except the Eagles were a better team than the team that beat the Vikings 41 Donuts. But then this yeah. Viking team was better than that that than that Viking team, too, well, in this, 2001. And and 38-7, to 7, I mean, the Vikings went right down the field in the first drive and scored. Mm-hmm. And you thought, okay, well, they came to play. They'd yes. shown up. And then what the rest happened? of that, what the hell happened? What was the point of that game? What What changed it? The what pick six. One moment yeah, changed the pick when six. Case yeah. Keenum threw the interception. That changed everything. Patrick Robinson had that pick six. It changed changed Was everything. It seven seven when that, that happened. That tied it up at yeah. seven. Yeah. Oh, then, that tied it. Okay. And then remember when the Vikings? Well, because they scored the opening touchdown yeah. and they held them to three and out and had the ball back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had the ball with then, the seven point oh, lead. Yeah, that's right. And then what really destroyed everything was Philly had took the lead, and then the Vikings had got down into scoring position. And then Keenum got hit by a yeah. you know reef yeah. or somebody got our, beat. Keenum fumbled. Our guy, our yep. guy, Derek Barnett, right? Didn't yeah. he hit him that time? Derek Barnett guy, the, hit hit Case Keenum and fumbled it, and the it was guy over. they got for uh, Sam Bradford. Yep, Sam Tennessee Bradford. guy. Yes, former Tennessee and, ball, uh, Derek Barnett. You're not bragging much about the balls these days, are you? No, no, yeah, after, not, not after the not the after Saturday. Happened. Oh, they're they're going to be bad. <laughs> they're, 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 this is they they have four and eight. They're going to be four and eight. I it's heard you good. and Chip talking about uh, Tennessee and great places to watch football and Notre Dame with Chris. Uh, was, were you do, were you here then, or was it Chris Long and Judd? It was Chris might Long. Have been, and might, Judd. Have been, might have been yeah. Chris Long. Yeah, just Chris Long and Judd were talking about it, and I can always say, I was there when the Rocket came to Knoxville. I was there for the game that the greatest game in Tennessee history. So don't give me any of that Tennessee stuff. I was there for the <laughs> Rocket coming to town. Rocket Beast, man. That was unbelievable. And not Cadre Sputnik. No, the, the real actual one. Rocket the back in the forties. <laughs> the real one, not the guy we had who was okay. Oh, that's right. Cadre was the missile. Yes. Was he? Yeah, he was the missile. Sputnik, yeah. But you call him Sputnik. <laughs> All right, we shall be back. Hopefully we'll have Jim Cott, our lone guest on the last ever Ride with Racy. Jim Cott is, uh, has joined us here for the final episode of the Ride with Racy. Thank you, sir. Well, I, boy, what great... Is that George Jones or Will that's, Jennings? That's Sturgill Simpson, a young fella. Wow. Have you heard wow. him yet? He's unbelievable. Yeah, you got to go yeah, find a, him. That was a good sound. Sound like a hybrid of uh, <laughs> yes. Whalen and George Jones. Yeah, that's who they always compare him to, is Whalen, a young Whalen. And, yeah. and he's also like Whalen. He's lived the life. <laughs> he, uh, he, had yeah. a, he had a few things. I've, I have become yeah. a big aficionado of old-time country sound music, and I think you're kind of that, too, aren't you, sir? 
Well, you know, in the early days when, when I was with the Twins and Johnny Klipstein was a big country western guy, I can't think of the name of the place in in Minneapolis on a Sunday night. It was a country western like restaurant bar. I don't think they served mm-hmm. any alcohol in Minneapolis on Sunday evenings, but Buck Owens and the Buckaroos oh, really? come through there. Yep. Come out to some games and uh, <laughs> Clipper was a big country western fan too. Uh, well, uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, Buck Owens. Just uh, that tells you something about country music. Then he had to come in and play a little bar in Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, unbelievable. So, uh, where are you headed tonight? Are you, you got the ball? Are you in Boston this weekend? No, I just actually got back from Boston. Okay. I played in a two-day golf event with my uh, friend there, so it was all golf. But uh, I got the Red Sox and Yankees. In two weeks, which might be like calling a spring training game. Yeah. Because they're all using about 40 players a day now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this, and the uh, Red Sox fans, of course, are hoping that game doesn't mean anything. It's the uh, third game of a three-game series, so the Red Sox could have it put away by then. Uh, what do you think they're going to do with Sale? Just kind of keep him and uh, break him out with about 10 days to go or something like that? No, I think he's he's pitching this weekend, okay. I believe. I guess yeah, I think uh, he, he may even, and I, I think what they're, my guess is they're going to pitch him like maybe three or four innings. Um, and there's still a lot of question, is this really a legitimate injury or mm-hmm. did they just give him a rest? And then if they are giving him all this rest, they better be careful that they don't get him, have him, you know, he's got to get enough innings yes. under his belt for stamina and also for the sharpness of his pitches. So if he is, in fact, uh, healthy enough to pitch, they I think they got to get him out there. You know, it looks dangerous to me right now, the Cubs. They're playing pretty good. Yeah, I think so, too. They're, uh, you know, they just kind of tread water the first yeah. half of the year. And there's some other, the surprising team there is ever since this Mike Schilt took over for the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, what a run wow, they've been yeah, on. Yeah, it's been uh, unbelievable. But I think, yeah, I think the Cubs, um, health-wise and everything, are the are the best team in, in that league right now. I mean, it's no surprise to me that Darvish wasn't a factor. I'm surprised they gave him that much money with his history. But they got Lester and... Um, and Hendricks is starting to pitch a little bit better. And, of course, in these days when the starter is more of an opener, as they now say, <laughs> the, starter, the Cubs should get uh, Morrow back, and, and they have a pretty good bullpen as well. And then, of course, Cole Hamels is a big addition to him as well. Uh, Jim, I was saying uh, the other day, a couple of days ago, that I saw the first game the Twins ever played in Minnesota. I have followed this team closely. They've always had my best wishes uh, during 58 uh, years, but I'm happier than hell that they used the opener twice and he got lit up both times. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> they got uh, they got a, a 27 ERA with their opener. So uh, yeah. Uh, so you saw the first one. Was that? Did we play the Senators? Senators and Joe McClain beat you. Game. Joe McClain beat you. Did you pitch that game? I was wondering if I started. I know they had the flamethrowers out to go off the field. Yes. It was cold and damp. And, yeah, yeah that was and people old, look uh, back and say, well, there was only 23,000 people. That's because the stadium wasn't done yet. They were building right, it. Right, yes. 
<laughs> yeah, there were there were uh, there were a couple hundred cows still grazing outside <laughs> the left field fence. <laughs> yeah, they were there was still corn out there when they because when the 1965 World Series was held, all the New York writers were uh, who came to town there, and then when they came there earlier too, of course, All Star Game, they were just astounded that this ballpark in Bloomington was out in the cornfield, man. Yeah. I remember when Mickey was standing behind the cage, you know, the wind would blow out pretty yeah. good to left before the grandstand was up. And I can remember Zoila going back on some pop-ups and uh, the ball would end up in the left, you know, over the left field <laughs> fence. And Mickey Mantle took a look and in his uh, Oklahoma accent said, man, if I played here, I might hit 80. <laughs> 80 <over times. laughs> well, it was, uh, but, the, you know, that turned out to be not that easy of a ballpark. Uh, it, it, it didn't, you know, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a home run ballpark later. I remember the Sports Illustrated stories like the first couple of years, though. Oh, man, there's going to be home run records in here. Well, it was, it was fair to, I, I don't know if it was the prevailing winds, but a lot of balls that got up in the air carried pretty well to left, but to hit it out to right uh, was a little more difficult. In fact, uh, there was a, a, potential trade that I was involved in it it was at one time and that was to get Jim Bunning from the Tigers mm-hmm. because Calvin thought right-hand hitcher uh, pitchers would be better at the Met uh, Felipe Alou would go to the Tigers from the Giants and Candlestick Park was a better park for lefties oh you would have liked pitching there lefty that would you know Mike McCormick with a big curveball he did well out there and that was a potential trade that never materialized but it was a uh the old met was a bit of a a, a better park for a right-hand pitcher you know if a if a i can remember mickey hit one off me that it looked like a, a golf shot out of the sand trap there was actually some dust flew out of the batter's box and picked a slow curve about two inches off the ground and just lofted it up in the air and the next thing you know it's like 30 feet over the left field fence. You would have liked uh, pitching in Candlestick because the uh, wind uh, mostly blew in and you would have had a guy named Willie Mays in center field catching some balls for you, too. Well, I, I would have enjoyed it in the daytime. Yes. I spent a few nights in that cold. Oh, man, it was park, terrible. I don't know if I would have liked it then. There was never a park that no. was as hard to get a grip on the ball. So I was a relief pitcher then. So you'd sit down to that bullpen. Oh, freeze to death. In the eighth inning, the phone would ring, and uh, you'd get up, and the ball was so slick, you, you went for the pine tar <laughs> rag immediately. <laughs> but uh, it was not a pleasant place to play at night. I remember I uh, when they had the all that that long all star game in Oakland. Uh, I took my son out there with me, and I said, "Okay, we got to go experience the night game at Candlestick." And honest, this is you know the middle of July. It couldn't have been thirty five degrees with that wind blowing. It was unbelievable. You know, I never I I thought those stories were all overblown. Yes, so when I got traded to the Phillies. My first trip out there. In the afternoon, we went out, shorts, yes. gray T-shirts. They took batting <laughs> practice, worked out. And then we go back in and, and uh, clean up, put our uniform on. Well, it's like you came out into a different country. <laughs> yeah, it was so cool. And I, I think what they did, you know, Horace Stoneham of the Giants had a uh, – he liked to have a toddy or yes, two he did. now and then. Yeah. And I, I think the story was, I believe they took Horace out the night before and told him what a great spot this would be for a ballpark. They took him out there at 11 in the morning, sun shining, beautiful. Isn't this a great spot for yeah. the ballpark? 
I don't think he ever saw it at night. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> That's how they sold candlestick to him. Yeah, it was amazing. And the funny thing is, the weather was always better for the 49ers in the spread, the fall, the oh, wind yeah, dies the in the fall. It's fantastic. The fall was the the best time of the year there. Hey yeah. Jim, uh, you know, hey, what are we going to do about uh, these September call ups and having even more relief pitchers? I mean, it's bad enough during the regular season, and now they got ten or twelve guys down there. It's going to be, it's going to drive you nuts. You know, every year, baseball talks about it. Baseball being Park Avenue. I remember asking Joe Girardi. I asked all the managers. You know, years ago. And and they all basically say the same thing, but nobody does anything about it. You can call up as many as you want, but you put 25 active men on your scorecard tonight, and that's who's eligible to play. And the starting so, pitchers have to be on that list. Like you got to have guys oh, yeah. that pitch that you can't yeah, you just can't put you can't relievers on no, and no starters. No, yeah. no, you got to so, have. You, some, if you, yeah, if a guy's not on that is. list, if a guy's not on that list, he can't start for the next three days or something like that. Because. Yeah, exactly. And then that, that'll give you the flexibility. Okay, you you've used these three relievers tonight, and you don't want to use them tomorrow. Well, then you activate three more. But none of this uh, using forty-two players a game or some thirty-eight, whatever they do. That's that's mm-hmm. just ridiculous. Hey, Jim, uh, the, the teams, when you were here in the 60s, the athletes from the various teams all knew each other, and everybody, you know, you guys all, you know, practiced at the, ran across each other at Met Stadium and the like. Did you ever meet Fred Zamberletti? He passed away the other day. Did you oh, know yeah, Freddie at all? I did a tweet. I did a tweet about yeah. Freddie because, well, you know, in the early days, I may have told you this before, but Jimmy Wiesner, the, sure. the late equipment manager, and he was the visiting team equipment manager for the football team. Yes. So we said, if you want to see the Viking games in those early days, he said, come work the sideline with me. So I would be there in my snowmobile <laughs> suit and face mask. I've thrown parkas on Gail Sayers, Bart Starr, Ray Nitschke, you name yep. it. And then through Freddie Cox and uh, New Tarkenton a little bit, I, I got to... Uh, to meet a lot of the Vikings and then doing radio in the off season, I got to the, the privilege of going in and interviewing the great Norman Brocklin. Oh yes. Who <laughs> was an yeah, interesting so I, character. I spent, yeah, he all of us baseball players to him were just hangnail athletes. You know? <laughs> and I said, Well well Dutch, that was his nickname. Yes. I said, Yeah, I can I can play right guard with a hangnail, but I can't pitch. Yes. You know? <laughs> but uh, so I did I did get to cross paths with Freddie and and uh, a lot of those Vikings in the in the early years. Yeah, well, heck, they were. Uh, you know, when you guys were still uh, practicing, uh, when you guys were still playing, and if the season went on and you were in the you know World Series or something, they had to go over to Lake Nokomis and practice in a park. You know, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Now they got this thing out here. You can't believe it. This two hundred million dollar facility is amazing. Yeah, and that's the one out in Edenbury? Yeah, Egan. Egan. They got a new one out in Egan. Egan. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Hey, uh, it's uh, been a treat uh, getting to talk to you uh, every other week here for the last several years. Jim, and we will run across you. You got any uh, twins duties here in the next uh, month uh, they're going to bring in? Well, I haven't heard from Dave St. Peter yet. I would imagine uh, if there's nothing before it, it'd be uh, fantasy camp, twins, fest, things like that. But... uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it as well. I hope uh, 
maybe we can land a gig some other place somewhere because uh, it'd be, be a lot of fun talking uh, talking baseball. I've enjoyed it a lot. Hey, Jim, you're the greatest. Thank you, sir. All right, Patrick, take All right. care. The great Jim Cott, and he still can't be stumped. Uh, Viking sidelines. <laughs> Understand why uh, he and Robertson get it, couldn't didn't get along because Robertson couldn't sing for diddly, <laughs> but he thought he could, right? Well, uh, yeah. Well, they also had uh, some, let's say, differences about who wrote what. That That's kind of right. Thing. Uh, he, uh, they thought Robbie took too much credit for writing and. Uh, did they have a band leader, or was it the two of them? Uh, it was, well, that was the other problem. Robbie yeah. saw himself as a leader, mm-hmm. and uh, Levon thought uh, they should all have an equal share in everything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it was just, it was a clash of personalities. Let's go well, it was, it was, it was, uh, the difference in uh, voices was uh, rather yeah. stark. Well, I right? do love Robbie's voice, though, especially on his really? solo stuff. I do. Yeah. I like this guy. By no, the I love Levon. I am playing all four and a half minutes of this. Yes. <laughs> Just, just letting you all know. Go ahead and let legal know that too. There's a fantastic number of great versions of the weight, but uh, yeah. this is probably the best. Hello, uh, Aretha, and uh, yeah, all that one's pretty good. Background yeah. ain't too bad. That yeah. one's pretty. What good. you got there, Johnny Height? Rafael Nadal just had to retire the four hours and forty minutes, forty nine minutes from the other night. Obviously, he was not uh, in condition to play today. Apparently, he pulled a calf muscle or something. I think it was the second set. Uh, might have might have gotten to the third. There goes my fantasy team. Was Del Petro was whipping him anyway. The uh, Twins are back at it. Uh, Royals in town to play a three-game series at Target Field. I think seats probably are available for that one. Uh, Steven Gonzalez pitches for the Twins. Heath Fillmeyer for the Royals. Shut up, John. Listed as questionable on Sunday. He plays. Yeah, he plays. He actually was a full participant in practice today, even though he was limited in other practices all week due to that hamstring injury. Uh, now, Mackenzie Alexander, uh, he likely will not play. He only practiced twice this week on a limited He's just basis. limited in general. <laughs> He's got a left ankle injury that he suffered August 18th, had him in a walking boot at one point last month. Are you guys sensing a lack of buzz for a season opener? For the Vikings? Nah, I don't think so. Joe. You don't think so? I don't. You, you sound like Joe. When you say Do I really? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I, how could you not have a buzz? Well, that's. I mean, I'm kind of jacked to watch football Sunday. They're going to win the Sunday. Super Bowl. Oh, God. Here we go. They're going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> don't do that. Guaranteed. And now, because Patrick Royce has said the Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl, they're now going to go 6 and 10. Yeah, 5 and 11. Right, exactly. <laughs> they're going to kick ass and take names. I was very happy the other day when you guaranteed a win over the 49ers. I thought, oh, there's a 49ers win. Yeah, last time you did that, it was 38 to 7 in Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I got bad cheesesteaks or something. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. That'd be a bad pregame meal. Jackasses. Uh, anyway, I wrote a piece for the strip that uh, I think part of it's online right now about uh, oh, the years that end in eights. Okay. We uh-huh. eight. There's a mystical thing about years that end in eights. Sixty-eight is when they turned it around. Okay. Seventy-eight is when they went back the other direction. Uh-huh. Eighty-eight. Is when we thought we were going to go to the Super Bowl and then got our ass kicked by the 49ers and made the Herschel trade the next year. Uh, 98, 98. yeah, people remember that one. Uh 2008, Chile. 
beats uh, the Bears at the uh, at the Metrodome to make the playoffs for the first time, and we thought. Tarveris was going to be our quarterback. Then he and, turned two picks to Asante Westbrook Samuel. and Asante Samuel. And then he threw the pass to Asante Samuel, and that led to Brett coming to town. So, 2018, uh, first year they've ever won a Super Bowl. Not only did Asante Samuel return it, he caught it like Tavares was throwing it to him. Poor Tavares got ran over, too, in the end zone trying to tackle him. I'd never tire of that 98 story, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, 30. Thirty-three. The little flags out in the, the little purple <laughs> flags out in the mush is what I remember. You could walk across them. Everybody. Uh, Thirty-three. How, how was ninety-eight as a Packer fan for you though, John? When that was when was that Ter- when Terrell Owens when Terrell Owens made that, that great catch? Owens, yeah. Well, yeah. the worst thing about last year that Philadelphia game is I drove out to Hudson to be with the Packer fans as they had to watch the Vikings go to the Super Bowl. Oh, and about halftime, I said, "This ain't gonna work yep. out." Uh, but uh, see you later. Give me a to-go bag. Thirty-three ESPN contributors voted recently on various awards that they think they'll see in the upcoming NFL season. Uh, nine of those see Aaron Rodgers bouncing back from his injury and winning the MVP award. Among those, former Viking Randy Moss. He picked Rodgers to be the MVP. He picks traitor. The, he traitor. He picks. <laughs> Picks the Rams and Patriots to me. By the way, the he Bowl. and uh, they're. Oh wait, now I don't know. Are they having everybody back this weekend, or is it going to go on? I read something. Well, because Berman's doing some stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. They're going to go on throughout the season. All year, I guess we're going to hmm. celebrate. You don't celebrate a calamity, you know. <laughs> you know. Let's celebrate the Hindenburg blowing up. You know? <laughs> oh my God! Go for women's celebrate basket. Celebrate the metronome roof collapse. Yes. Two thousand ten. Oh, maybe. that you know what? If you had like a bobble, not a bobblehead, but something like that, where the roof caving in, I'd get one of those. That'd be kind of cool. Let's celebrate Randy's return. How about that? Yeah. Same that. season as the yeah. roof collapse in yeah, two thousand ten. Right. Right. Let's celebrate the Wizenator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That would be a great standing. Let's celebrate when Randy stared into the <laughs> Twins, uh, the Vikings press room and said, "You're all, you know, you're all a bunch of bad uh, words, uh, homosexuals, don't you?" But yes. he did not use that. No, uh, he didn't. He used a, a pejorative for that. Good. <laughs> That's one of my favorite moments as a sport writer. Did you get the good Roycey belly laugh when oh, he did it? Hysterical! <laughs> hey, Randy. How you, how you doing? <laughs> we love you too, Randy. <laughs> what year was that? Oh, God, maybe 03. 03. And near the end. One of the last things I ever heard him say. Uh, one no, other, might have been his last year. might have been 04. 04. One other baseball note. Uh, oh, Bart, yeah, you're still here. Bartolo Colon. Oh! He wants to come back and pitch again. Why not? He should. Now, this comes uh, via your buddy Jerry Fraley of the Dallas Morning News, Patrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said Colin said he'd love to return to the Rangers, uh, but that might be a long shot. He came out good, uh, started out with a strong yeah. 3.55 ERA uh, in his first 63 in the third innings, but since... I could think of a team that might have room in their rotation for him. What the hell? I just had a theory. I just got a theory thinking of Bartolo. Yeah. As a role model. I think the reason this show's ending yeah. is I lost some weight. I should have stayed 100 heavy. Yeah, you're right. You got too skinny. Stayed, Way to I turn on us. I should have stayed 330 or something like that. You know what and you I did? we'd be going on forever. You didn't abide by our culture. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I think Bartolo, stay fat, keep pitching. What the hell? <laughs>
His uh, last 15 starts, his ERA is over seven. So yeah, that's, that's the reason back. he may not come back with the Rangers. Is he not a restaurant in Dominican? Well, <laughs> I mean, listen, Steven Gonzalez's ERA is like nine and a half. <laughs> yes. So, I mean. And Bartolo throws her. It's not our culture. That's unacceptable 100%. <laughs> Can't believe it's 538 and I haven't played a PJ yeah. soundbite on our last show. As expected, Alex Corrin announced today Dustin Pedroia will not return for the 28th season. I thought uh, we knew that already. 2018 season. No, uh, that wasn't official. Not official, but it is now. He's been recovering from a previously undisclosed knee surgery since July. Uh, everybody kind of knew the 35-year-old tried to return from off-season knee surgery, but played only three games before he hit the shelf again. They still owe him a bunch of money, too, don't oh, yeah. they? They can afford it. <laughs> yeah, the Red Sox. They got Brandon it. Phillips now. Go get him, buddy. Yeah. yeah. All right. They're not hurting. Let's hey, Johnny Height. Uh, yeah. It's been a pleasure, buddy. Yes, sir. Same yes, here. Sir. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, we tried to sneak you out about a little early once in a while. Oh, so yeah. Not in the traffic. last day, though, jerk. Beat You're working. Traffic. But wait. Oh, oh, yesterday was the beer show. So That's right. Yeah. Johnny usually doesn't mind staying when they're No, there. the beer show. That's usually okay. I have to kick him out when the show <laughs> is over with. All righty. We shall a return. Yeah, on this sentimental day, I just got a very heartfelt message for, uh, from some guy, and uh, Dan Seaman, the general manager, has framed it for me. That's a nice touch. It's, it's a nice little, uh, uh, you know, message. It's succinct. It's succinct, and it says, "Good riddance." Mm-hmm. Oh. Good riddance. Mm-hmm. With the uh-hole right. in capital letters. I think that That's is a really nice... You, you know, know what, what that does? This is going to go right next to the weeping blondes I, in my garage. Get out of my head. <laughs> yeah. Get out of my head. Is That's that exactly right? Right what I was thinking. The, uh, but here's the trouble. I'll take it home and show it to Mrs. Racy, and she, she doesn't get She doesn't get it. Well, because she doesn't know that yes. that's kind of... In a serious tone, no, no, that's no. capturing the spirit of the show. Yes, but uh, like today I told her that I had tweeted out that I couldn't wait to get into the office because I, and I would act like I wasn't surprised when I walked in <laughs> and everybody came running around the corner and said surprise and then we had a cake. Right. <laughs> she says, well, why do that's not good? I said, it's Twitter. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. You gotta. She does not get the uh, the whole premise of of having a good old. Time. I will say uh, personally, my favorite though was the photo of you with the bug out box with all of your valuables that you had gathered <laughs> yes. and accumulated over the last thirty five years. years. Yes, it is. Uh, it's uh, my my uh, cherished bubble. My cherished memories of thirty five years here, fitting in a Girl Scout cookie box. Right. He pointed out. Because that actually that box was in my trunk where I keep my uh, junk, your stuff, your supplies. I had to yeah, bring it up to there to gather my junk, and it turned out to be a Girl Scout cookie box. And I, not to mention, the Girl just, Scout cookie box was three quarters full. <laughs> yes. It wasn't even all the no, way full. We did not all of it. So anyway, that was. Uh, oh. but uh, but thank you out there, whoever you are. You, <laughs> you have uh, helped. Message uh, received. You have helped uh, brighten my day. Uh, and, uh, we got, uh, we don't have much time left here, but hey, it's been a great time. It's been a great run and, uh, we, there's uh, nothing to complain about and, uh, you know, and I, I guess I should be sentimental, but I'm not really, I'm not that kind of guy, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah you're, I mean, you are, but you're not. 
No. no you're not as not. you're not as vocal and you're not as um because you don't you don't you don't want you don't attract that sentiment, sentimental stuff. And you you don't really solicit for it, is I guess the better way to put it. Oh, but if I do, I'm doing it to needle people. <laughs> you know. So that's uh what what's going on in there? What's we're uh, resetting the uh the computer system, sir. Oh, I thought you were resetting the clock. No, I'm sorry. Everybody in here Looks wanted like, to be a uh, part of the final thought, fourteen minutes of I the round. I thought maybe races. this was the uh we, we were finally gonna have the surprise party with the cake. I thought maybe Actually no, this is the new show. <laughs> uh, they came in to see kind of how the inner yes, workings work true. of the new of uh, the radio studio. That is Boy, that would that is. show suck, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> So what uh, now the mayor starts, hey, by the way, I, I guess it's now out there, uh, even though this is the end of the ride with Ricey, I will be, uh, they will apparently be calling me on the uh, three to six show on a daily, oh. daily basis. And that means that, means that I will be calling minutes. you. Yes. We're doing ten. And I'll say, hello, Manny. How you doing? <laughs> no, 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 not hello. It's just Manny. Manny. Yeah, you got to do the TK thing. Manny. 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 What's, how's your day? How you doing, Pat? Good, good. <laughs> good, good. You, ready, you ready to go, Pat? Yes, yes sir. sir. Yes, yes sir. sir. Okay, we, we gotta get, we gotta get that down. And I don't know what time, when, or uh, what's going on, but uh, we're still working on that. Uh, we we can whatever uh, whatever they want, and of course, and then, and the, the big surprise is be who Judd's working with, because Phil's in the, in the process of putting this whole station together and uh working at it very diligently but that creates some gaps so what you're trying to tell me then is that they might have to take the moniker from Lori or julia mm-hmm. it could be judd or mackie judd or somebody yeah. manny will be here with okay. him but uh you know joe's uh judd is experienced at this <laughs> because there was a there was a period yeah. after one of his hosts mm-hmm. uh came to an end here because he uh because he was uh, let go for financial reasons. Yep. Uh, we went, what, a couple of months before we... Uh, yeah, we had a... Him re- and Phil. I still had Phil, right, for a while. That's when you still mm-hmm. had Phil, because I mm-hmm. was the producer of that Judd extravaganza where we were we were trying things out for, mm-hmm. a, for a stretch there. <laughs> this man has... He has been... You know, he's a little bit of a scatterbrain as far as some of his ideas judd we sure. love him but he can get really worked up about nothing mm-hmm. unlike me whenever i get worked yeah, up there's, there's really there's good substance behind it. it yeah yeah there's really good he like did tell me too many pictures or something he did tell me today that he's very excited about this move to three to six because he can actually sleep now he can, yes he you know, can sleep oh, man, and it's just, only three hours instead of four yeah yeah it's four exactly. four hours is daunting i told he him you're sleep. a warrior what is he 24 <laughs> get out of bed you're 50 well, I'm he sorry. stays up and watches. Games That's true. He does. Over. That is I, true. I text him once in a while, eleven fifteen. He'll say, "What's up?" You know, he's he doesn't go to bed when a guy who starts that time of morning should go to bed. You're right. Anyway, you were con- continue. Uh but uh, he's you know, and maybe one reason why he can, you know, he's Mister Panic, is that he's been a radio warrior. I mean, he's yeah. I told he's him that today. Volatility. Yeah, I told him. I said, I said, Judd, you're a warrior, man. You've been yeah. doing this. Yes. So he's, uh, he's, uh, and you know what, though? He loves it. He loves radio. He loves radio. He loves cranking stuff out for the website. And uh, we're lucky to have him. Lucky to have Collar. Mm-hmm. I said the other day, I said this on Twitter, and I meant it because, you know, when I had Collar in here yesterday, I told him the first time he had him on the air, I said, is this guy ever going to shut up? I said to myself, but he's great. 
But you look at the website here. You, first, you had Pelissero covering the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Then you had Andrew covering the Vikings. And now you got Collar covering the Vikings. Through it all, the last eight years, uh, the Viking coverage for our website's as good as it's terrific. And Collar's really good, and uh, things will be fine. And now covering it for the GL podcast, Rookie. That's right. <laughs> yes. Rookie could give his insights with some help from Ray from St. Louis Park. <laughs> the question of the Ray, day. Ray, will the Vikings will win, the Vikings win or will the 49ers win? Hey, by the way. <laughs> yes, sir. I think you're kind of, uh, that's a little Larry Fitzgerald uh, senior. I think I'd be proud of my son if uh, he was one of the eulogists for John McCain, wouldn't you? Unbelievable. What that kid has accomplished. Oh, my God. Hey, uh, we shall return uh, with the final Friday feel-good thought of the century. (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, this is the uh, final ride with Ricey and the final feel-good thought for the Friday Fun Fest. Manny Hill, what's your feel-good thought? Uh, My feel-good thought is uh, it is actually something that you mentioned last segment that uh, even though this is the last... Uh, ride with Roycey. My feel good thought is that uh, you, your voice will be heard on these uh, radio airwaves again. So um, I'm very excited about that, and I have enjoyed working for you for the last uh, couple of years, and I'm glad that it's going to continue at least in some capacity. Well, uh, thank you. And uh, if if uh, one of them is Homer and the other one's Panic, what am I? Common sense? I don't know. What, what am I? Yeah, I think that moniker's Somewhere been taken. Between there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? Uh, I did a little tribute to both you and Joe and the Rookster last night at the end of the beer show. But uh, the one thing I do want to mention here is I uh, had the opportunity to listen to you guys as a kid growing up in little Faribault, Minnesota. But also the opportunity to listen to you guys not really knowing what I wanted to do with my life going into college. And having the chance to spend the last 11 plus years in this building has really given me an appreciation for what you guys have done, but also the fact that you embraced me and brought me into the mix is honestly something I will truly always appreciate about you guys. And the thing that people need to know about both you and Joe is you're the same people on the air as you are off the air. Everything about you guys is authentic, and that's one of the things that I've truly always appreciated about uh, working with you guys is it's nothing's fake. And, but uh, I, I, I don't. I think a lot of people don't appreciate that I'm the same one in that relationship. That is true. You know, he's Very true. He's goofy. Oh, he's messed yeah. up. You know, he was so he was so emotional today, though, about this being the last show. Yeah. he might have missed the light. I think he did because he <laughs> because he, was he came in. Yeah, he came in he, to he shake our hands. He didn't and... get out at three fifty eight thirty. He might have sacrificed. Ah, uh, and missed the light. He that even said, boys, I'm going to miss the light. But he shook everybody's hand mm-hmm. and gave us, see you later. I, I kind of earlier today uh, gave my uh, Friday feel-good thought for the week be- because of those early callers. They created a show for Joe and I that we didn't even know we had in us. We didn't know what it was going to be. Uh, back on uh, September 12, 1983, when we started off on Monday nights. And uh, we didn't know what it was going to be, but they created an atmosphere that has allowed me to put in 35 years on the radio without 
getting worked up about it. You know? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't... Uh, the, the level of angst I have had in 35 years on the radio, there's been a few, you know, there's been a few stressing, stressing, stressed out times. I might have even cussed once in a while at uh, somebody uh, that, that was in at the station. Rookie, for instance. I mean, it was... Rookie got named Rookie for one reason. He was an incompetent buffoon. I gave him the ra- I gave him the ru- the name Rookie after five years of still having breaks. But he's also the most good-natured guy that ever lived, and he has managed to maintain Joe's sanity, which is not easy. And uh, so it, it's been nothing but fun, really. I mean, it's been uh, it's been incredible, and uh, and and. I don't know if we'll be able to have as much fun when I call in, Manny, because those guys are serious sports talkers. We'll make it fun. But we'll give it a try. I'll put in the uh, a special effort to make it yes, fun. Yes, tell them uh, we can, uh, you know, we won't uh, get uh, get too uh, worked up about it. And knowing that I'll be on uh, Monday, I got one thing to say. Go 49ers. No, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. Thanks, Thanks for everything, Pat. Thanks, people. Thanks, Thanks for Pat. 35 years.